Running promo, right? Okay, let me know when you're ready. Running promo, stand by, please. Good morning, good morning. Welcome to Let the Madness Begin. I'm your host, Marshawn Taylor. William Coleman will be back in the fold pretty soon, and then you'll get a double dose of sexy. Today, um, I started a, a topic called State of the Union, and this will be the second part of that. And what we're going to talk about in this is what is black culture? And what I mean by that is who are we as, as black people? We have situations right now that's playing out in America that, that doesn't favor black people as a whole. And when we look at these, let's, let's really dive into the sickness that I, I like to call blackism because I think this is a blackism sickness. And one of the things I want to talk about is this um, Sakari or Sakari Richardson and the fact that black people are really fighting and mad and upset that a person who broke the rules did not get to go to the Olympics. Not that they did her wrong, but she broke the rules. No matter if we believe in the rules or not, there's still rules. For instance, black people, let's look at it like this. You come back from lunch five minutes late. You get written up. You in your mind is, oh, it's just five minutes. The job is like the rule states to be back at your place of work at this time. You get hurt on a job, they take you to go get a drug test, you pop hot, they fire you, and you get no workers' comp. You want to get mad, but they're like, you're not supposed to be on any mind-altering substance while you're at work. Why is this important? Because as black people, we're showing that we don't believe rules exist or matter. We think that we should break the rules, and that's that's what we're showing. What's really disturbing about this and which shows a deeper issue with black people is, is that the women's track and field team is black. Literally black. I mean, I think one of them went to Harvard. I mean, so you have intelligent black women who are running, and y'all sitting up in here arguing about one who didn't make it, who chose to do something. This is not her first time smoking marijuana. Unfortunately, I'm sorry if y'all, I know y'all like, well, it's legal. It's not legal. It's tolerated in states. It's not legal federal. You can't go to your workplace high. Once again, how are y'all going to sit up here and say, oh, she should be allowed to smoke? Well, you're not allowed to smoke on your job. Go to a doctor that smells like marijuana. You going to let him operate on you? Go to a dentist that smells like marijuana. You going to let him operate on you? So stop it, black people. But see, this is a sickness. So we're, we're really putting down the other black women who did what they were supposed to do, who are going to go to the Olympics. And like, we're going to boycott the Olympics where you have beautiful black women running. Beautiful black women representing. More importantly, you got a beautiful black people in general who are going to represent the United States, but you're going to boycott because of one. But see, I understand why, because that one you identify with, you don't identify with Harvard because, oh, no, she's light skinned. We don't identify with Harvard. We identify with the hair. We identify with the nails. We identify with the tattoos because in reality, we want to identify with what's the negative stereotypes of us. And Shikari fit that stereotype. So we fall in love with the stereotype, which means that we're more 
broken than we thought when we look at stereotypes and actually campaign behind the stereotype instead of campaign behind the ones who actually did what they're supposed to do. Think about it, what I'm just saying. She did wrong, but you still have a team full of black women who are more accomplished than her. She has not won outside the United States. These women have. But we, we, we love we love the stereotype because at the end of the day, she said, oh, they, oh, it's racist. I, nobody told her to smoke weed. Who's racist? You know, they, they should have bent the rules for her. Why? You can't give a valid argument. But as black people, we fight in that fight when it's not a fight to be fought. It's sickness. And unfortunately, that's what keeps us divided because now you get mad at black people who say, no, she was wrong. And you want to get mad at them talking about you Uncle Tom when it's like, no, she didn't do what she was supposed to do. Not an Uncle Tom. That's stupid. But what it, it, it leaks into is the fact that we hate successful people. We hate successful black people. And that's what it really boils down to because we want success to look differently than what it looked like. So if you're clean cut and you're doing what's right, you're Uncle Tom. We don't we. You, we, you can't be trusted. Shakari success story. Oh, look how she would raise this and it there. Who cares? What that got to do with the fact that she screwed up? And here's the thing I want people to understand. Y'all like, oh, they're not going to win without her. So you're telling me that the other black women who actually put the time in to be where they're supposed to be, put the time in to, put, to do what they're supposed to, can't win without her. So if they bring home the goal without her, what does that say? But more importantly, how much pressure did you just put on those black women to have to go out there to really break their leg to try to win? Because they have to prove that they can win without her. A person who hasn't won nothing, by the way. She was trying to make the Olympics her first. She could have went to the Olympics and bombed. Remember, Jamaica be running. Jamaica be on fire. Jamaica be killing it. She only won in America. So let's 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 stop this beat down of other people because we love putting down black people who don't look like stereotypes, even though their success is the same, equal to or greater, which is why we love rappers and athletes. But we hate lawyers, a black lawyer who could be making the money. But, oh, you you selling out. I want my 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 drug dealer, man. Stupid. But that's the sickness. That's that blackism sickness. And it is it's so rampant right now. That is really destroying a lot of things that that we see. And I like to shift gears to the actual part that I think kind of helps tie this in. is the fact that Maria Taylor is a liar. Maria Taylor is, is a race peddler liar. And at first, I didn't want to believe that until I actually started doing a little research. I started realizing she been knew what Rachel Nichols said. She known for at least six months to a year. Why is she acting all surprised? I'm going to tell you why. It's contract year. Nothing happens unless you want it to happen. That tape leaked because Maria Taylor wanted it to leak. She wanted it out there. I don't think what Rachel Nichols said was racist. Actually, she didn't say nothing racist. What she said was, was something that a lot of people don't want to address, which is the elephant in the room, is I love diversity. I love people getting a fair shot. But does that mean I have to give up my position for that? And Rachel Nichols said that. She's like, I don't, give it to her if you want to give it to her, but don't take it from me. 
And what was wrong with that? Who right now is looking at somebody on the street that's homeless and saying, you can have my job, you can have my house? Because that option is on the table if y'all feel froggy. If y'all feel like um, y'all are that devoted to this cause as black people, give up your house today to the homeless person, uh, the homeless black person. No, you won't do that. You give him a dollar. And that's what Rachel Nichols said. I'm not going to give up my house. I'll give her a dollar. I'm not going to give up my house. And I can't fault her for that because I have not seen a black person do that. Not in a church. Not in a hearse. Not eating green eggs and ham. I have not seen a black person give up. So Maria Taylor used this as leverage, which how do you know this, my shine? Well, if you do your research, you realize that before all this came out, she wanted what she was reported Stephen A. Smith money because she felt like she was on the same level as Stephen A. Smith. But ESPN wasn't budging. What happens when you have some incriminating evidence to help push you over the threshold? You leak it. How do you know this, Marshawn? Because if you really pay attention to it, they said, and I quote, even from everybody who's been involved, they were doing pre-taped shows for a while now because of the situation. So Maria Taylor already knew. This tape was circled all around ESPN like the ring. It was like, oh my God, I can't believe Rachel Nichols said that. She didn't say nothing wrong, by the way. Um, we need to stop that. There are really true racist issues that people are going through, and this is not one of them. She, Maria Taylor's not a victim. Welcome to the real world. People don't want to give you nothing. People don't want to give their spot up to you. Why was she? You're making it hard for other black women, to be honest with you, because what you should have said was, this has been discussed behind closed doors and in private. I'm sorry that this tape leaked, but you couldn't say that because you leaked the tape. I hope Rachel Nichols sues, and I think I read something that says she's going to sue. I hope she sues ESPN, and I will sue Maria Taylor. Why would you sue her? Because I will sue her for defamation of character. Because I will make, I will say she, out of everybody involved, had the most to win and gain in this situation behind this tape leaked. Show calls. People do it all the time. Maria Taylor wouldn't, wouldn't see the day of light. I will sue her. I will sue Jalen Rose's daughter. I'm sorry, Jalen Rose. You should put your daughter on the leash. You know why? Because sometimes children don't need to be in grown folks' business. She picked the wrong side. I tell people all the time, people like, oh, as black people, and especially black men, you got to galvanize behind black women. It's not saying that I'm not galvanizing behind a black woman. What I'm saying is, is that we need to stop this notion that everything a person does as black is right. This is why Miss Richardson feels like a superstar when she did wrong. Maria Taylor's in the same boat. You leaked the tape. You did wrong. You used it as leverage. I'm not mad at you for that. I'm mad at the fact that you're trying to paint her to be racist when her statements not only were not racist, but it was of a person that's trying to protect what's theirs. Sad part about it is if you don't talk like that, then something's wrong with you. Because if you're not trying to protect what is yours, really? Because I'm, 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 I would say the same thing. Hey, look, I have no problems with this person coming on board. You can find them a position. I'm not giving up mine. I don't feel like I have the need to. I work for my position. I work to be here. If you feel like you done, you have not lived up to your part of the deal, dealing with whatever, uh, anything you're doing, that's fine. But that has nothing to do with me and my struggles and my plight. There's nothing wrong with that.
I said exactly what Rachel Nichols said, and I feel that way. I'm not going to lie, because it happens a lot. People have to give up their positions, get paid less to accommodate, and that's not fair. So now we're going to talk about Naomi and how this all ties together. I know y'all saying, well, these are just black women. You're picking on black women. I'm not. What I am saying is, is that this is a sickness in our community because you went from black people sticking up for what they feel like represents them to a black woman who's using race to get leverage to now a black woman who has decided to pick a fight, throw a stone, hide her hand. What I mean by that is before Naomi started acting like she had mental health, she was Twitter fingering up. Oh, black this, black lives that. And, and, and she was getting asked questions about that. But more importantly, she was getting asked questions about why she's not good on this surface and oh, but on this surface. And she, she all of a sudden, she's like, oh, my God, it's too much for me. And you know what I said? I said, you know what? People should appreciate Serena Williams. And um, I was like, I wonder if people really understand Serena Williams now. Why? More importantly, Venus, too. Because when they first came out, you know, black people used to call them nappy-headed, ashy little girls from Compton. Oh, yeah. I remember them days back in the 90s. They were getting dogged out by black people. The media, they were just, oh, my God, look at the girl. They're not beautiful. And then, you know, money came into the play and they grew into women. And, oh, Serena Williams got plagued by everything she wear. Oh, my God, I can't believe she wear like that. She looked like a man. We need to test her for steroids. She went through a period where a white woman, Russian, who did not win tournaments, was making more money than her. And she endured all of that to win. Naomi ain't even get a taste of that because Naomi fits the, the model of what they like to look at. Serena Williams had to endure a lot. And she still faced the media. She still sat down. There's something to be said about that. But yet, y'all not understanding how as black people we play a part in, in dividing our own people. Naomi has not run to Serena Williams. Hey, remember now, when they played each other and Naomi won, Serena had got upset because she felt like something was unjust. People were bullying Serena, like, oh, you bullying this little girl? All of a sudden, she a little girl, but she making money because Serena was looked at as just angry black woman. And Serena had to go out of her way to, to ingratiate her. You think she went out of her way to ingratiate Serena, you think she had Serena back while Serena was getting beat up by the public? So she's been pro for a little while now. No. The point I'm making is this. The sickness is so deep that it has divided who we are and what we are. And these three examples shows how we hate people who look like us that make money differently. We have a whole team of African-American women running right now. And y'all focused on one who just has loud hair, tattoos all over her body, long nails. I'm not against that. I'm not for it. I think she actually looks better without it. I seen a picture without her without it. She actually looks a lot better without it. Crazy. Um, but we, we're running to save her, but we're not supporting or bigging up the others. Maria Taylor's out here using race to build her stature up when it has nothing to do with race. It has something to do with a, another person who said, I don't want to deal with having to accommodate her just because you feel guilty. And Naomi, who sits around, who wants to cry mental health, but you want to say what you want to say, but not have, be held accountable 
But yet, we want to feel sorry for her. But Serena Williams went through more and a lot more. Serena Williams was dogged from the day we knew she existed to now. Serena Williams was dogged by black, white, whoever. And I'm surprised that she ain't tried to commit suicide. That says a lot about who she is as a person. More importantly, that says a lot about African-American people, how we could be resilient. That's why I want to end this at is we can only get better when we identify the problems. We can only get better when we say we're not only going to identify the problem, but we're going to treat the problem. And we're going to treat the problem to cure it. We're not going to treat it just to treat it. We're going to cure it. We don't want to put a Band-Aid over it. We want to actually open it up, let the air get in and cure it because we want to get this sickness out of us. The sickness is, is that we hate us. We hate what, who we are, we hate what we are, we hate what we have done if it doesn't look like what we want it to look like. We love stereotypes. And as black people, and once we admit that the stereotypes are who we admire the most, the more we can get into why. And as I close, I want y'all to remember this. Despite what you think about Bill Cosby now, back in the 80s, Bill Cosby was a household name. But black people did not like his show. Because they couldn't identify with having a two-parent home who was successful, raising kids in a in an upper-class neighborhood. But you identify with Martin. You identify with these other shows that removed the black man out. These other shows that that had broken families, but you couldn't identify with a wholesome family show that uh, that depicted African Americans in a great light. That shows you how sick this is because even when you look in the mirror, you still see the worst. And that's how we are. I want to say thank you. Shout outs to 2Exposure.com, Daryl Ray. Shout outs to William Coleman. Shout outs to everybody. My sponsors, Mika Honey, the Life Designer. Please check it out. It'll be good. Shout out to Gigantic Mobile Detailing. Hey, if you need your car detailed, please, please check them out. We love you. Everybody else on the channel, to exposure.com. We love you. Out. Out.